Welcome to Out of the Ordinary, the show that helps you grow a daily life that matters. I'm Christy Purifoy. And I'm Lisa Jo Baker, and this is True Confessions of a Friendship Failure today. I mean, I don't know, is that fair? Maybe it's more just like admitting that some things that got dropped during the last few years, we we do have to figure out how to pick up again, and I'm not always sure I'm doing it so well. That's right. We celebrate friendship on this podcast, but of course it's not always easy for us either. So here are the stories of how it has really been for us lately, and I think some encouragement for all of us too. So get comfy, friends. Here we go. Well, Lisa Joe, as we record this, summer has officially, officially begun. You know how I love my sol- summer solstice and my calendar dates. So we are now officially in summer, which means that we have those sort of lazy summer days and those summer holidays coming up where I know often our families try to spend time together or, you know, family and friends are spending time together. And so John and I were recently looking at the calendar. Fourth of July is coming up. I know you and I had talked about, oh, could we get our families together? But man, it's hard with teenager schedules. And all of a sudden, Jonathan and I were looking around and saying, huh, we have some free days. We have a a house that's more or less ready to host, and we don't know who to who to hang out with. Like, who are our <laughs> friends these days? <laughs> and I don't remember feeling that way before. And I realized, gosh, in the uh, maybe another casualty in the busyness of these past few years is that we've like lost touch with some of our usual friend group, Baker family sort of included. I don't know. Have you felt anything like that lately? Yes, 100%. It is, I realized as we talked the last few weeks about kind of summer cleaning our houses and catching up after the chaos of big work projects from the last year, but also three years worth of pandemic Mm -hmm. clutter in both our houses and our souls. (laughs) And I was starting to think about as I sort through one of the things I dropped, like kind of like discarded shoes. And I will say it's not just like discarded shoes dropped at the side of the door when you walk in, but it's imagine with me, if you will, like a shoe closet that should be organized. It goes back quite deep. And instead, you just like hurl your shoes into it, (laughs) along with like soccer cleats and lacrosse sticks and big bags and balls and like airplane pillows. Why are those in there? Don't know, but they are. Drills, (laughs) boxes of leftover screws. So I feel like, like a pair of shoes lost in a closet like that have become some of the friendships I have held so dear, just kind of dropped slash hurled slash shoved into a closet while I tried to get through the last 18 months. And it's a strange thing to say since I'm someone who wrote a whole book (laughs) on how to maintain (laughs) friendships called Never Unfriended, if you haven't read it. But here I am now. I have literally found myself what feels like on my hands and knees the last months, few months, kind of going through that metaphysical shoe closet, trying to pull the friendship shoes back out again seeing if they fit. When can I get together with those friends? But I've I just felt very aware of it. Like, oh, do I have friends? Because we too used to have people over all 
the time. I was the girl who, when we moved to Maryland, literally like three weeks into attending a new church, told Peter, we have to sign up to host a home group so we can get to know people. And we hosted a home group for years at our house. We had people here all the time. I collect friends like like trophies almost, like, look at these awesome <laughs> friends I've made <laughs> and have them over all the time. And then when the pandemic happened and it started to kind of cut away at those threads, and then and then I was caught up for a long season in the hustle of, you know, entrepreneurship and getting by when Pete had lost his job. And then I took on a new job and then I was writing a book. I sort of realized I look down now and I'm barefoot friendship wise still and haven't figured out quite yet how to get them back. Like, what do I do? Like, what does that intentionality looks like? Because my close friends, it's not like we had a falling out or anything. They too Mm -hmm, have mm -hmm. had similar stories like you're describing, right? Like they too went through the pandemic and have launched kids and are in jobs. And I think we're all kind of like weirdly trying to find our way back to each other again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe our season of life as well as parents of kids who are rapidly growing up, who are, you know, so here's something that surprised me is that, um, of course, it's so different from the toddler years. They're so independent. And yet, I have felt lately that they almost need me more than I thought they would at this stage. It's very hands-on in a way I didn't anticipate necessarily. Um, Yeah, so I feel this too. And I guess, so I think this is worth talking about, Lisa Joe, for a couple of reasons. You know, maybe some of our listeners are feeling, will will resonate. Maybe they're experiencing something similar. But also just because you and I show up to this podcast every week as friends. Mm. We have conversations. We speak out of our friendship. And on the one hand, I think that honors friendship. It encourages our listeners to value friendship. It... um, you know, we share our friendship in order to help others value and become better friends and so forth. And yet, I think <laughs> unintentionally, we can present a picture as if you and I have friendship, not only all figured out, but like it's it's just this rainbow and happiness and sparkle and glitter aspect of our lives always has been. We're so lucky. Yay, we have friends. When the truth is we have one another, which is fantastic, that you know, and the podcast has really helped us, I think, build our friendship, hold on to one another, because it has required that we be so intentional with seeing one another, with having conversation, with checking in. Um, like, we can't, we can't throw, like, I can't throw you like an old pair of shoes in the closet, even if I wanted to. <laughs> so true, same. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Um, yeah. It means no matter how busy you and I are going to keep in touch, right. that is a gift. Um, but that's not, that's not true all around in our lives. You and I, we don't attend the same church. We don't live in the same town. Um, there is some distance and we need people in our face-to-face everyday lives. And like you, yeah, I'm looking around and and there's a funny, um, it's, it's almost like where there used to be this fullness, maybe almost overfull, because I definitely can remember at the beginning of the pandemic thinking, okay, well, a little enforced isolation might not be a bad thing. <laughs> maybe I've been going overboard. Um, but now it's like there's just a, a blankness or an emptiness. Um, and and like you looking around and saying, okay, what did I, what was I forced to set down or what did I unintentionally set down and what needs to be picked back up? Right. Um, who, yeah. And just even say, looking around saying, well, 
who is it now? Like, we're not the same people, you know, three years in, we're not the same people, especially as our kids have grown, our families aren't in the same situations. Um, Is it a time to reach out to new friends? Is it a time to pick up with old friends? Like, these are complicated questions. And I don't have, there aren't quick and easy answers. At least it doesn't feel that way on my end. I think as usual, we're not offering a prescription here to our listeners. We're simply identifying a problem and saying, this is something to pay attention to. Like, how do we pay attention? If we we want to grow a daily life that matters, we know friendship is one of the components that's required. So we aren't built to be alone. We need community. We're all coming off a season where community was like a desert because we were all trapped at home. Um, And I will say, so in our context, part of what I've been looking back on that's so interesting is that we've lived in Maryland now for seven years. And for the first several years, we were at one church. And then a year before the pandemic, we had moved to a new church. We were just starting to really feel connected there. And it's funny, I, I really, this two days ago, was thinking specifically about this, that in March, Uh, of 2020, the week before everything went to virtual, that last Sunday at church, at our new church, that we didn't know was going to be our last Sunday. That's the other thing. Like, there wasn't like warning. It wasn't like you could store up, like, I need to really savor these people and these new friendships because you didn't know. That last Sunday of real church for the next nearly 18 months that was the Sunday our family became members of that church. And so I'll never forget it. It was such a sweet time. Like we had started to make good friends. Our kids were plugged into the youth group. There we were up on stage, like welcomed into membership with a group of other people. And they do this beautiful thing where the congregation comes forward afterwards to greet and welcome you to membership and we'll give hugs or shake hands. And I'll never even forget that day our pastor had said, you know, if you're not comfortable shaking hands, you can just do a fist bump or wave from afar. (laughs) And I thought at the time, that's so, what is he talking about? Like, that is so weird. (laughs) I don't even understand. And yet that is the tension that I remember of trying to form new community right at a season where we were, we were being told you can't connect, like it's happening now. And so have this strange sort of fractured sense of community that then I, I just started to form and then it was paused, like put mm. on ice, I feel like. Yeah. And, um, and now coming back to church the last year, a lot of things have changed. Some people have moved on to different churches. Some people never came back after the pandemic. Some people are totally virtual. So nothing feels quite the same. And I just, I'm just aware. I'm just recognizing that maybe others had that experience too. Like maybe you were just picking up a new community or a new group of parent friends or PTA or work event you were hanging out at. And then it just got interrupted. And now you're trying to figure out like, how do I pick that back up again? It is a strange thing to remember that Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is crazy. And then you add in, I mean, you and I have only to look at photos from the year, three years ago. I was doing this recently and it's like, I don't even recognize my kids. They were yes. <laughs> totally different people then, like yes. a completely different stage. And I was thinking as well this week, um, that in a certain way, it used to be easier to have family friends in the sense that when your kids are younger, and because I have four kids, we sort of come, you know, if we're going to have family friends, we're kind of this big unit coming at you. But it was easier in a sense, because 
when kids are young, or at least when they're not teenagers yet, give them a little time to warm up and a fun activity and they will eventually connect. They will play. They will get up a game of tag or hide and seek. Like it will happen. It might take a little while, but it will happen. And I've realized recently that teenagers, so I still have kids at home. We're still in this family unit. They aren't completely independent yet. And yet they're heading toward adulthood and independence, which means like any adult, like myself, they don't necessarily want to connect with new people all the time. They they need freedom to choose their own friends. They're not going to, they can't just fall into a game of hide and seek with any old other teenager, right? Relationally, they're more like like me than than they used to be. And that means that now we're not only this family, but we're an assemblage of adults who kind of want to do their own thing or make their own way in terms of friendship. And, um, And while on the one hand, if we have guests, I definitely, you know, talk to my kids about showing hospitality. Hey, you're in this house. You're going to be welcoming. You're going to, you know, you're going to make conversation. Like that's a responsibility, but that's different from friendship. That's different from just what we're going to do, you know, the weekend of July 4th or, you know, so on. And once again, here's, you know, a place that I have been in most of my adult life. We, we don't live in a place surrounded by family and never have. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that means that there isn't that automatic every holiday or, you know, a free weekend. Of course, we're spending time with extended family. Um, we're still in that same place of, you know, we need friends to, to fill those, those sort of gaps and, and to come alongside us on, on those special days. But what does that look like post pandemic? What does that look like? Um, as your kids are becoming more independent, like uh, it's all these things together, you know, it's the events we've been through, the busyness that you and I have been talking about, but also a family in transition. Mm-hmm. And all of this is like, man, I don't know what it's supposed to look like anymore. And I think, I think I'm sharing all this to say, I feel like I need to be more open to to not knowing what it's going to look like and expecting it to be different and maybe seeking new things rather than looking back at how it was or how it used to feel and saying, how do I recapture that? How do I replicate that? How do I go back to that? Right. Maybe there is no going back. Maybe it's something new. Right. Wow. You've touched on a bunch of things that we haven't even talked about offline, the two of us, but that is a conversation I'm very interested in because Pete and I have talked about the same thing, just the weird dynamic of teenagers who... You're right. Like, like our families, for example, have known each other forever. But as our kids become more young adults, it is different. You can't just arrive and throw them all together into a shed with some like random scooters and they're just going to entertain themselves for hours. You know, like there's a whole other level operating that that's that I feel like we are learning now trying to figure out how do we make it comfortable? How do people connect? What does that look like? And, and it, you're so right about how much more work teenagers are than I expected, even in social settings. So, for example, we had a really beautiful evening recently at our church, and it felt very redemptive and full circle because having had the pandemic start right as we were 
beginning friendships there. Um, our church hosted this lovely food truck night and it was out in the parking lot and they had live music. And my son Jackson is a drummer and he got to drum and it was really fun because they weren't just playing worship. They were playing all these like pop songs or old songs, like all kinds of music in a band together. And it was a delight. We were outside and on that night, um, a bunch of women that I had just really started to get to know before the pandemic, a lot of them, a few of them, a lot. For me, four feels like a lot. A lot of them were there. And we just got to hang out and talk. And it was so wonderful. I, I thought to myself, oh, I guess I do have friends here still because I have had sort of a narrative in my head I, that I don't have friends at this church. Like, Several had left, and on Sunday mornings, it's hard to get to know people again. And I guess we should talk about this, too. At this older stage in my life, I guess I am more reticent to just start making new friends. It it doesn't <laughs> feel like something, I'm going to just say it, that I want to do. Isn't that terrible? But it's true. Like I feel like my capacity is very limited. And so, it's really hard every time you let a brand new person into your story because we're so far into the story. It's like coming into <laughs> a movie three quarters of the way through. Like It's challenging to catch somebody up. And so I was sitting there in the parking lot eating my fried dough with powdered sugar on it, which is delicious. Thank you, America. And uh, <laughs> with a few women just thinking, oh, I love this so much. Like It's just so wonderful to be be around people that I remember and that I'm comfortable with. But at the same time, my teenagers were in their own little satellites of reconnecting with old friends that they hadn't seen in a while who happened to be at food truck night. And it's so weird because as a mom of littles, what you're thinking the whole time in your head is like, you don't want them to die. Okay. Like you're watching, like, is there an open swimming pool? Is there a barbecue pit they're going to fall into? Like you're, right. are they going to trip over their own feet? Like, are they going to stab themselves with the, you know, barbecue fork or something? Like, right. But with teenagers, I've been surprised how much you feel them in your mind as well. Like I'm sitting there trying to connect with women but deeply aware of like one of them has, hasn't had friends in a certain circle and then I'm watching that one with those friends thinking, oh my gosh, it's happening, it's happening. You know, one of them has got old friends that they've really wanted to see and it looks like that old friend's leaving. Oh no, they haven't had a chance to talk yet. Like, it's so weird how that's going on and there is zero things I can do. It's not like I can get up and rescue a toddler. You can't rescue a teenager that way. You're just kind of watching it happen and trying to facilitate, trying to like text them or say, hey, did you see so-and-so is here? Or do you need money for that hot dog? Or, <laughs> you know, it just, it felt strange to me to be in this moment of reconnecting myself while like, holding my children in my mind because I was watching them try to reconnect and how meaningful it was to them. But there was nothing I could do and yet at the same time, I felt so connected to what was happening with them. It was, I don't know, it was a very strange parallel friendship experience that was both good and challengingly surprising. Mm -hmm. A parallel friendship experience. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a really good word for it. Um, I guess, I don't know, I want to like shift for my own sake into like, well, what what next? What does one do? Right. You know, like last week, um, or I think it was last week, I sh we talked about, um, it was recently, I know that, uh, my sort of 
down and dirty, quick and easy, like shortcut to clean up where we just threw all my son's things in bins. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess I want to, you know, there's not necessarily the, the, um, the equivalent to that in this f- sort of friendship cleanup re, let's not call it cleanup, reorganization yeah, yeah. story <laughs> we're telling. Um, and yet in a way, maybe there is like, I, I know for myself, I just want to land in a new place. That's great. But of course you don't do that. You take steps, you take the next step, you do the next thing. Right. And so what is the next thing? Um, you know, I guess it's, it's showing up. So you showed up, you know, for the food truck night at your church, Mm -hmm. you showed up with your kids. So showing up is probably the first thing, um, saying yes, trying to cultivate openness maybe. So I feel that too, that thing you describe of like it, it, maybe it gets harder or it doesn't feel as exciting to go on just making more and more new friends the older we get, um, partially because, if if um if we've been blessed in friendship the way I think you and I have, you're still maintaining, you're still taking with you old friendships, which is such a gift. Um, and you're right that we we don't have endless capacity. Our maybe work or family is needing us more. Um, and and so you know there isn't, and we're aware. I think of our capacity in the way that I wasn't when I was, mm, let's say, in my early twenties. You know, we're aware of that. We're aware of what it can feel like to be overcommitted or to have attempted too much. So all of this can, I think, sort of slow us down or make us wary. Um, but I know I have experienced recently the gift of new friendship. I have I have um, two friends locally who are fairly new, and it was just kind of a random, well, it felt random. I don't think it was, but it felt random that the way that we connected, and, um, and I'm grateful to them that they've really pressed into meeting regularly, which at our age means like maybe once every two months, but that's, that's fine. <laughs> Cause when we met, we meet, you know, we, we have those good, deep, long conversations. Um, and I've realized that as much as I'm so grateful for the old friends, um, when you're entering new life stages, new friends, and maybe especially new friends who are walking some similar transitions, you know, in my case, it's like the nest emptying, um, what a gift they can be. And it doesn't even matter at that point that they haven't, that we haven't walked alongside one another all our lives. It doesn't matter that they don't know what it was like for me to parent toddlers. It doesn't matter because mm. I don't have toddlers anymore and neither do they. <laughs> like, mm. But we are in mm. it together in, you know, um, what it looks like to parent today. And, and it's fun to discover things about one another all from all the years when we didn't know one another, but really we're just in it together now. And so having tasted this recently, I feel like I can stand up and say, hey, it's worth it. It's worth it. So take the step, show up, give it a try. And you, you might be surprised the way I've been surprised, surprised in a good way. Um, you know, there is this grace to friendship. It's It's one of those good things that comes from God. That's a gift from God. And so of course there would be this kind of I like, I always use the word magic, but you know what I mean by it. Not like real magic, but like that, that magic of just grace and wonder and surprise and delight that is so much a part of who our God is and how God cares for us. And I think God cares for us with friends at every stage in our lives. And so how can I stay open to that possibility? How can I respond when there are those invitations while being aware of things have changed? (laughs) 
you know, I've got these limits. It's maybe not going to look the same, um, but it can still be a sweet gift of life, I think. I like that. And maybe I'll then add some practical things about just how to pick up the older friendships mm, that maybe you dropped good. for a while. Mm-hmm, so for mm-hmm. me, I can tend to have the sense of like, oh, I have to overcome this hurdle of like apology and guilt and oh no, I've been so absent and I'm a terrible person and then I put it off. Here's my advice. Just decide to step over that. Just skip Just skip that part. Just skip it completely. Leave a message for your friend. Text her and just be like, hey, I've missed you so much. Are you free X day? Don't do the whole I'm so sorry I've been absent thing. Like, just skip it and cut right to Hey, are you? Do you want to go get coffee this afternoon? Like, I happen to have a free. You don't, and I am better sometimes spontaneous. Like, I'm better when I haven't like planned three weeks in advance, and I'm just like, hey, do you happen to be doing anything? Or if someone says that to me, sometimes I'm better at just jumping on it. So, for example, when we went to food truck night and there were friends there that we hadn't seen, I didn't spend time telling them how bad I felt that I've been absent. Instead. We just jumped right into, like, I was literally like, well, this year has been crazy. They were like, yeah, we know. Are you are you working on another project? And I was like, yes, I am. Here's my book cover. Like, it was just really yeah. fun to just show it to them, you know, and see their reaction and ask why they reacted that way. And then we carried on talking about kids. Like, just jump back in. Skip the whole I feel bad part and just just be, just allow yourself to just be their friend. The other thing that's been fun that I've done with a friend is, so because I work from home, and I think quite a lot of people these days have shifted more to remote work, is coordinating your work schedules. So you have a day where you're just working in the same space. So my friend Lorene, who I've mentioned before, has come over and just hung out in my shed on the sofa. And she brought like a little desk tray. And she just Aww. sat and worked on the sofa while I worked at the desk. And we really didn't talk much because we, I was in meetings. She had calls. We were in the same space. But there was something very companionable about that. It was like having an office mate for a day. It was really lovely. I ordered us lunch from Panera and we didn't even go out to lunch. I just picked it up and we had it here at our desks. That was easy, like a low bar of friendship. Um, And sometimes it is just replying to that text message that's dropped off your radar that you feel too guilty now to reply to. Just reply. Just do it. Don't, Don't let the hurdle of guilt or overcomplicate getting back in touch with old friends. There's something about just picking up and saying, hey, I know you haven't heard from me in a year, but here I am. And then just diving back into the friendship piece. Um, I think that's really beautiful. And I got to say, I watched my kids do it this this weekend when they were catching up with old friends that they hadn't seen in a while. And uh, it was a good reminder to me how special old friends are. And how when we are in proximity with one another, it's quite easy to just pick up where we were before. And I think we overcomplicate it in our heads. Mm-hmm. I, You know what? I'm sure we do. <laughs> <laughs> Chronic overthinker <laughs> right here. Yes, I am sure we do. Oh, that's so good. Keep it simple. Skip the guilt. Skip the explanations. Just show up. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Like I'm getting a little distracted from the conversation because... Um, I'm thinking like, okay, who, who, who do I reach out? You know, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm jumping ahead to, to doing these things myself, which is great. But I love this. And I think this is 
um, a well-timed conversation, Lisa Joe, not just for you and I, but just for the season. Many, not all, but many of our listeners are, are heading into the summer season as well. Although I always, our Southern Hemisphere listeners have a special place in my heart because I know so many of them are connected to, you know, your origins and, and um, your community, your home. Um, but I think also about like, the particularities of heading into a winter where now we're more shut off. I know here where I live in Pennsylvania, winter is always a kind of friendship desert because there's less, you can be less spontaneous. There's less, you know, you're not hanging out outside. I I can go ages without just even seeing my neighbors in winter because we're all tucked up inside. So, you know, whether you're headed into summer or headed into winter, I think um, being intentional in these ways that we're describing really matters. And um, I don't know, I hope our listeners too will be surprised at at what happens um, as a result. So I know guilt. I mean, we've always said that guilt free friendship is the best kind. And in order to receive it, you just have to give it in my experience. And so yeah, I think it's worth it. I do. So if you know me in real life, you now have permission. (laughs) Just be like, hey, Lisa Joe, here's that shoe you were looking for. Oh. <laughs> or I'll be the shoe. Like, I don't want to make my friends feel like I'm comparing them to shoes. But, <laughs> but yes, please, let's dig in each other's closets and, and reunite our lost pairs of shoes. Oh, I love it. Thank you, friend. I'm so glad we're friends. I know. <laughs> <laughs> 